What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. Uh, we're going to be looking over the Week 10 games. Um, our teams went 3-1, so it was a pretty good week weekend. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Let's get it. Since Sid's not here, I feel like we might as well just as a team go into the Georgia Tech game. An unfortunate loss to Miami. Right. Right. It was, it was close. Um, you know, 30 to 33. Right. Um, Miami's know. been it's playing just, well. Yeah. 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 Tech, Tech didn't play bad. No. They, they called him at a bad time in the season. That's for sure. Yeah. I feel like Tex had a couple of those games where they could have won. Like, I don't feel like their schedule like really reflects the progress they made from last year. No, I, I tend to agree with them. They're they're a better team than three and six, I think. They could have yeah. easily beaten us. I mean, I guess they were they were right there in it with, with Virginia at the end. Pitt's the only game they've really gotten hammered. Yeah. Um, so, should have beaten Northern Illinois, but nonetheless, it's a tough yeah. one. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Miami racked up 563 yards of, of total offense. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be tough to win when, when your defense is letting up that many yards. So, yeah, this is the point where Sid would say that he's ready for Thacker to be gone. So we'll, well, I just felt the need to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he probably does need to be gone. Yeah. I mean, they're horrendous on defense with a defensive head coach. Just it's kind of crazy. It's like strange. their defense will look good for a few plays and then all of a sudden just a complete coverage bust. Someone's wide yep. open. It's very strange. But yeah. Well, you know, they finally they finally figured out uh, giving Jameer the ball. Um, Shit, they've yeah, known I mean, that. That's that's literally that man needs to touch the ball thirty times a game at least. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. So Gibbs only had nine carries um, and four catches, so he had thirteen touches and still went for what's that, one hundred and thirty-seven yards and two tutties. It's kind of like, why did you 13 and he's going for 10 yards a pop? Um, yeah, bro, get that man the ball. Going crazy, bro. Like, I understand you got to put Jordan Mason in there to run and you know, change pace, but Jesus Christ, dude, there's no reason for him to be in there more than three or four snaps on the drive. No. Jeez, then you, got, then you got Charleston Rainbow going for 210 receiving yards on the other side. Yeah. Pretty sure that was a Miami record. Crazy. Anyways. 30 um, yards, seven for 
210. Oh, my God. That was a transfer from Oklahoma, right? Yep. Yeah. Shout out Lincoln Riley. Yeah, for real. Looks like he's in Baton Rouge tonight. I don't know if y'all saw that. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, the little plane tracker. <laughs> yeah. I don't see that happening. But because, uh, I mean, his team's about to move in the SEC anyways. It's not like it's, it's going right. to be an advantage moving conferences or anything. So Unless LSU just throws that absolute bag at him. They might be going after someone else. I don't know who else on the Oklahoma staff someone would, would take, but. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, moving on. Uh, Davini, if you want to get into the Georgia-Missouri game. Yeah, by far the most boring game of the weekend. Yeah, that's why I went, yeah. ahead, and went ahead and did that one first. Yeah, I mean, it was about what everyone expected uh in the football it's about world. it's about what y'all have been doing to every team <laughs> I it's, mean, it's becoming very consistent <laughs> yeah it it was just a beat down um i think we put up like 500 total yards of offense or just over it um second highest all year you know the first was against bandy obviously um and that was all first half yardage too <laughs> um and surprisingly a most of it or a third of that came in the air. I think we had like 330 yards passing on like 160 on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Stetson threw the ball pretty well. Uh, JT finally got some snaps um, since the Carolina game. So it's been like, what, four or five weeks since that happened? Um, you know, a little, a little rusty. Uh but, you know, he's – you know, look terrible. Um, I don't know. I mean, that – He didn't whole, look terrible. <laughs> the whole QB situation is just – I don't even know what to say anymore about it. I think I spoke about this last week. Um, this is what Kirby does, dude. This is yeah. what y'all do. If we, if we lose a game the rest of the year, it's going to be because of QB play. Obviously, I know that sounds that sounds cliche, but I don't want to say QB play, but just management more really. Um, yeah, so I mean, Stetson looks like the guy right now, and you know, if we're down in a game, JT's probably going to come in. It's probably going to be like Alabama when they had Jalen Hurts and Tua, um, and they when they beat us in the Natty. I think it's going to be like that situation. Um, Maybe maybe you are just saving that for the SEC championship game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we just, just – Just pull JT Daniels out there on the second drive. They haven't seen any tape of him. He's yeah. been grinding and he, it. Right. And he just goes crazy. He's about to, yeah, and he's about to just run through the playoff. <laughs> him and George Pickens are not playing until they can play together. Yeah. Well, I was, I was also going to talk about that. Um, the guys on injury, Arian Smith came back, got a tutty. Jermaine Burton came back, got a tutty. Um, so, you know, we're finally getting some healthy guys out wide. Um, George Pickens, if he does come back at all this year, it's going to be in January or December, December, January. Um, I'll be surprised if he takes the field within another month. Um, but he's, he's, uh, taking scout team reps in practice. Um, so he's running routes, doing drills, He's still not full contact yet, um, but he's in there. So I guess that's all that matters. Um, 
better than nothing that's for sure yeah defense uh just pure domination um i don't know when i forgot to say this uh two weeks ago that tyke smith the transfer from uh west virginia towards acl so he's out um wait yeah i forgot to tell you all that i mean that's the whole point of this thing he tore his ACL in practice, um, so nice. I think he nice. He only, he only played in like one game because he got hurt in the beginning of the year, right? And then he finally got healthy <clears> and he tore his ACL. Um, He's soft, so soft. Yeah, so couldn't handle the SEC speed. You know, <laughs> it, it's funny. It's funny how you know he was a big pickup in the portal because we thought our secondary was going to be. Suspect and or you don't even need a secondary. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. What are they, I mean? What are they going to do? I guess they're all open. Run with him for three seconds and you're good. <laughs> yeah, or just or just play zone and just like don't let him get behind you. Yeah, I saw I saw one stat and it was like um, the two Georgia cornerbacks have like the most most snaps or most coverage snaps per like reception allowed or whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, because you got Jordan Davis I see a correlation. on the quarterback every single fucking time. So yeah. Yeah, that uh that's helping Keely and DK's stats a little bit, having Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Not to say they're not good, but it definitely just like the whole defense being good just makes everybody seem so much better. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. Because there's no such throwing deep on Georgia. You don't have time. You can't run exactly. play action. Yeah. I mean, you can't hardly do shit but some bootlegs and throw to the sideline and screen. I mean, it's – Yep. And I, w- I will say the secondary is playing better than we thought, but, this, you know, the stats make them look a lot better than they actually are. But, um, but yeah, it, it's crazy how much a good defensive line can impact uh, the game. Um, it reminds me of uh, Clemson's D line uh, a couple 20, years ago. 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, we didn't need a secondary then either. No. <laughs> Except we against got, Jake Bentley. It. Yeah. We <laughs> honestly, I feel like that game we just kind of like quit. And we're just like, you know what? We're gonna be fine. Y'all are like, let's just let's just take the night off and see if they can beat us, and we still couldn't. <laughs> yeah, let's just fuck around and throw a deep. Yeah, it's, that's what y'all said, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's eerily similar um, with the D line, and then you had Isaiah Simmons, and we got Nickobe. It's it's very it's very eerie. Um, that was before Isaiah Simmons was really even that dude. I mean, he was really good, but 2019 was when he just went crazy. Where he played like, every position on the field. Yeah, um, played he played defense, dog. <laughs> I'd really like to have him back. No bullshit. Him yeah. or Trevor, I would take either one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. I mean, that's uh, basically it on Missouri. I won't try to talk any much more about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you do, it'll be incriminating evidence when they take you all to trial. Yeah. 40-36, not too surprising. Um, Sam, you want to go or you want me to go? I don't know. I feel like we should save the best for last, so I'll go. Okay. So, um, I feel like yours might be the best. It was, I mean, it was the best game to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what Clemson's doing this year. 
all these blowouts from the past handful of years, we're not getting any of those, which is fun to watch, but it's also stressful as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, we, we beat Louisville 30 to 24 on a goal line stand at the end of the game. So that's a thing we do with Louisville like all the time. The last four times we've played them, it's come down to like fourth down in the red zone or something. Um, but yeah, it's better to win ugly than lose. But I will, I will put the disclaimer on this that if, if Diet Lamar doesn't roll his ankle with five minutes left in the third, um, there's probably no way we string together. I think what was it, four straight punts or stops, three punts and on downs right there. Uh, once yeah, he went out, once he came right back in, that was a good time. So, um, yeah, because I mean, at that point, they were up, they were up 24 17 and driving. He gets hurt, they stall, they kick the field goal and miss it. So it's kind of like if he doesn't get hurt, they're probably getting six, almost no doubt, because they're marching down the field. Um, but you know, we have a ton of people hurt, so I'm not going to apologize for him getting hurt. It sucks, but that's why he's diet Lamar, because you know, <laughs> regular Lamar would not have got hurt. But um, but yeah, I mean, in the in the preview, I talked about how like Louisville's whole their whole blocking scheme, like this zone stretch concept thing is really hard to defend because you have to have your your guys setting the edge and then you have to have the linebackers running behind them and you you fill the gap there's the splits are so wide from their linemen it's once they get out I mean there's just holes everywhere so your linebackers they have to cover the hole but then if the stretch play works and you get the running back to the corner then they've got to come off that gap assignment and get out to the edge so it's kind of like you're damned if you do damned if you don't and in the beginning of the game we weren't doing either we found a way to do neither. We just kind of hung out in the middle. Um, obviously, their first drive in is a 26-yard touchdown run by their running back because they stretch him off to the right, and he cuts back left because there's just there's just no one there. Um, and that would happen consistently. We did see them run a ton of triple option, though, like where they had the slot guy coming around as the pitch man. So that was something that in the, the couple of games, the more recent games I watched, they didn't do any of that. Ton of read options, but none of the, none of the triple option stuff. And they even did it, um, I think, with the tight end Marshawn Ford one time. I think he might have been one of the pitch men. So just kind of some some funky stuff. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, looking at the the option plays, it, it really didn't look that bad. Like we had guys coming over to cover the pitch man, but we didn't have anybody there to take Cunningham because our linebackers weren't fast enough to beat him to the numbers. Um, so, but you know. So we go now seven nothing, and then you have DJ come out there and um, throw an absolute bomb to Collins on what was actually a really nicely designed play. So thank you, Tony Elliott. Um, he's interviewing for all these jobs, so he's like, "Shit, let's let's do something cool this week." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and so I mean, because basically what you have is you have Bo Collins in the slot, and then uh, Justin Ross. He's also to the right side on the outside. And he motions in. He gets right behind Collins and runs like a deep crosser. It's a one-high safety, and he's got one-on-one with the outside corner. Collins does. And he meets him running full speed while the corner is like backpedaling. He's flat foot. So he just gets toasted. Uh, but Bo Collins ended up having a huge game. Six catches, 104 yards in that touchdown. Um, had a couple of like big catches in terms of third downs and and he drives. That was pretty nice. It seems like he's the guy that DJ throws to the most. They played high school together, so it's kind of – I guess they just they just have some some chemistry that he doesn't necessarily have with the other receivers. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's playing a lot. He's been playing pretty well. Um, so then 
obviously it's seven to seven at this point. We trade punts and then we have our former walk-on receiver, Will Brown, out there. Um, literally, I told Davini the punt before that. I was like, I, I don't know what it is, but this guy scares me. And uh, then he comes out there and takes one off the face mask uh, for a muff punt. Louisville gets it at the 28. And three plays later, uh, Cunningham pulls a Lamar Jackson and runs it in from 21 out. So basically from there, not a whole lot goes on until the uh, the final drive of the first half, which was nice to see because at this point we're down 17 to 10. Um, and we obviously need to tie it up because we got the ball back to start the second half. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, we went – Obviously, we got a minute and a half left, and we went on nine-play, 86-yard drive to tie it at 17. Uh, DJ on that drive was 6-9 of nine for 71 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he had a pass from midfield right at the 50 to Justin Ross in a little cover-two hole, hit him right above the corner, below the safety. I mean, a perfect throw. Uh, and then you also have the touchdown to Davis Allen where he runs kind of like a stick route. It's like he's turning his head outside and comes back in, and the safety covering him just completely falls. He, uh, he pretty much broke his ankles. That's a wide-open touchdown for DJ. So two first-half touchdowns kind of got him in a rhythm. And then in the second half, obviously, you know, Louisville gets the ball, and then Lamar Jackson goes down the left sideline for 51 again. Um, but, you know, after that, that this, is, this is pretty much where, uh, where the struggle started because right after they scored um, to open up the second half, make it 24-17, they kick off the wheel ship when he almost takes it to the crib. He runs it back like inside the 20, I think it was the 17 to the 18 yard line. Um, so then, you know, we get down on the goal line, fourth and goal. We bring in some defensive players and like a jumbo set and uh, we get stuffed at the goal line trying to tie it up. So stuff like that is, is like we, when we need a yard or it's like third down and we need a first down like to ice the game, make the other team call their final timeouts. It, the last two years, I, don't, I think we're over. I don't think we've ever converted one. And in this game, we have two that we don't convert. So it's kind of like, Jesus Christ. Um, so, I mean, but after this is where Cunningham gets hurt. So they bring him the backup. Like I said, he comes in at the end of that drive and they miss the field goal. But the backup's on the, on the field for seven snaps. And they, they go for four yards total. Then the next series – you know, we're able to uh, to get a field goal, cut it to a four-point game. Cunningham comes back in. They go three plays, negative four and punt. Then we go nine-play, 57-yard touchdown drive. You know, DJ has the the keeper at the end, and he's just limping in the end zone uh, <laughs> to give us the lead. And then, you know, they come back on the field, and Louisville goes for a fourth and five from their own 29-yard line. So they pretty much set us up in field position again. And obviously, here we go again. We need a first down. We got three plays. I think they had two timeouts. Yeah. Wait. Um, how 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 much time was left on the clock when they went for it right there? Um, that I don't know. Obviously, it was. I feel like it was like way too much time to be. I think I think it was like five minutes. Yeah. It was it was five or six minutes left in the game. It was something where if they punted and flipped field, we're only up by three. You know. Like I said, we got three places to get a first down, and we go four yards. Or no, we go two yards. Even better. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just can't get anything going. But luckily, we're already in field goal range because they put us on the 29-yard line. So mm -hmm. we're, we're able to do a six-point game, make them have to go score a touchdown. And then 
I mean, the most Clemson 2021 fashion ever. Um, I mean, look at it. So Georgia Tech game came down to a goal line stop at the end. Boston College, that came down to a defensive stand in the red zone to end it. Um, Florida State came down to a final possession. We got lucky, and they botched the hook and ladder. And then you have this game where it comes down to, again, making a final stop on defense. And um, per usual, we let them march right down the field because um, it, it can never be that easy for us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, their final drive started with 219 to play in the game. Um, at that point, they didn't have a single yard in the fourth quarter. So basically since um, Cunningham got hurt, they went, what is that, 17 minutes of game of game time without going for a yard offensively. Pretty impressive. Um, but obviously, like I said, they, they march it down. Um, and then a crazy goal line stand wins us the game. They got three shots from the two-yard line. Um, they end up going backwards, too. Uh, so, you know, four straight plays of keeping them out of the end zone. And our freshman safeties were the ones that did it. First and second down, R.J. Mickens makes the tackle. Um, and then on fourth down, you have um, – or third down, you have uh, Makuba coming in to make a tackle. And on fourth down, obviously, you have Skowski running him down with, with Xavier Thomas and Makuba over there. So, both the freshman safeties getting real active right there at the end, which is, which is always a good sign. Um, I guess Mickens isn't technically a freshman, but because of the COVID year, I think he's still listed as a freshman. But anyway, like I said, you know, good win, a really fun game to watch, honestly. But best game of the season by far for DJ, uh, finished 18 of 30. He had a handful that were off, but I also thought he had a handful that, you know, the receivers probably could have got for him. Yeah, who was um, that quarterback? Who's yeah, that yeah. new quarterback you Who played? Who the hell is playing? <laughs> I don't know. I liked him a whole lot better than the one that's been playing, though. Um, <laughs> But also he hurt his knee, so he's got a torn PCL. Um, that was what Davo said post-game. But apparently it's – I mean, there's no surgery they can do to fix it. It's just you play on it, it feels uncomfortable, and then you rehab it all offseason. Hopefully he's ready to go for the spring. That's some, kind of the plan. But um, hmm. so, yeah, so he, they put a brace on him. He came back in the game and was – I mean, he was pretty much nails. He looked, he looked perfect on the opening drive. He had some drives in the second half where he looked really good that ended in field goals. Um, but, yeah, I mean, threw for a season-high 220, two first-half touchdowns, no turnovers at all. Um, had 12 yards rushing and a touchdown. That's including sack yardage. Um, still taking way too many sacks. But, you know, I think I think while you can build confidence from this, this is also a team that I talked about in preview last week that um, they're by far the worst secondary in the ACC allowing like 280 yards a game average. Um, and their best player, really their only good corner, uh, at tours ACL. So we played the worst secondary in the league without the by far their best player and our quarterback threw for 220. So while, yes, it was better and he looked good in comparison, I'm not going to sit here and say that this was some sort of like eye-opening performance where we have DJ go back to being what he was last year, just slinging the ball around in South Bend. Because that's 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 not who he is. That was more of the uh, exception than the norm, I believe, clearly. Um, but then, then as far as the running game is concerned, I said, you know, we kind of had guys beat up after the Florida State game. You know, 
just not healthy on the offensive line. And, um, you know, we only ran for 125, three and a half yards of carry, not great. Kobe Pace got knocked out of the game early with a concussion. Um, so I think that probably slowed stuff down. It's it's usually a better combination with, with Pace and Shipley. I really like Mafa, but he's he's clearly the the weakest of those links. And he's still a really good player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Louisville blitzed a lot. We threw the ball 30 times. Um, would have loved to have been more effective up front, but I think that was about as much as I, I could have asked for. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, again, also, we had Paul Teo, um, a sophomore offensive guard, hit the transfer portal yesterday. So now our team is up to 16 players that have either left the team in the portal or have season-ending injuries. Um, that's a lot. Doing good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's some roster management issues going on <laughs> where we're at. Um We've got some offensive issues. We got a lot of shit we got to figure out. But uh, the the one thing I will say is that it's kind of like if if there's a chink in the armor, but everything's still okay, you won't fix anything. But this year, we've kind of shit the bed, and everybody on ESPN is just talking about how we suck and like we're not even ranked at six and three. Like we have no quality wins, really. You know. We're playing down to everybody every week. So it's one of those things where I feel like if something's going to give, we, we've looked bad enough to where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we got we to gotta change something. But we'll get into that at length probably after the season. Yeah. But yeah, fun game to watch. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it, looked, it looked for a minute there like Louisville was going was gonna to win. It looked uh, like they were going to pull away and Beat the shit out of us in the second. Yeah, round. yeah. Full disclosure. <laughs> there have been Full a few. Disclosure. There have been a few Clemson games that have looked like that, and then y'all end up pulling it out, which is, which is good. You know, that's what a good team does. Y'all aren't a great team this year, but solid. You know, good defense, pulling games. I'm with out. you. Nobody has quit yet. Right. I mean, we still play hard. Right. We're just not very good on offense. Right. So, I don't know. It's um. If you're going to suck, at least go 100 miles an hour. Exactly. Like which South is, Carolina does. Yeah, which is a great segue <laughs> into the South Carolina game. Man, what a game. Um, Can we just take a moment of silence for Dan Mullen right now? Man, it was, it, it was kind of a perfect storm, you know? I felt like we played Florida close the past two years. Um, who was the quarterback, though? Who was our quarterback? Yeah, Man, I don't even. Mahomes. I, yeah, I don't even know. Um, Patrick Mahomes light, yeah. Diet, <laughs> diet Mahomes. Um, but yeah, like I said, we played him close the past two years. They're having a lot of internal issues right now coming into Columbia. Um, you know, I'm I'm not saying I expected this, obviously, because um, offense just exploded. I mean. <coughs> You know, early in the game, um, I mean, the, the offense just said, showed so much improvement. We were driving down the field, kick a field goal, touchdown. You know, we were just kind of chipping away. Then all of a sudden, you get to halftime, you get a scoop and score right before half, and you're up 30 to 10. Um, that was so hype. Yeah, and then the second half was just more of the same. But, you know, we're the first team this season to outgain Florida 459 yards to 340. Um 
and obviously that's the most yards that South Carolina has put up in a game, um, including against EIU. We only put up 439 in that game, so 20 more yards versus Florida. Uh, We won time of possession by a lot, uh, 36 minutes to 23 minutes, um, and we didn't punt a single time in the first half. Um, You know, the running game looked – like it was supposed to look at the beginning of the season. Um, we had two backs go over over 100 yards. Kevin Harris, 16 for 128 for an average Z- of eight Zaquandre, yards. the other one? Yeah, and then Zaquandre White, 13 carries for 111, eight and a half yard average. And then, you know. He needs Martin, to be on the field so much. Yeah. That Number dude, 11 needs the ball. He runs period. so hard, dude. He him, and, him and Jaheim Bell, just – because I feel like you're going to throw to Josh Van anyway, so I don't really need to yeah. say that. But those are your yeah. three guys, period. Yeah. Give, give Cameron Harris plenty of touches, but Zaquantre Wright, he just looks better. He looks more athletic. I mean, he, he really runs does. Hard. He looks like the best running back on the team. He does. When he's I don't want to say well. that, yeah. but he does. Kevin Harris is looking, can... is, is looking a little bit more like himself. Um, but he's like he's like a little Mark Ingram. That's that's what he reminds me of. Just a little, he's just a little bowling ball, dude. <laughs> that was so he's funny. Last... He, he broke that one down the sideline and just he's he got just, hogged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the first time we had any running back go over 100 yards this season um, since the first game when Zaquandre White went over 100 against EIU, and we had two go over 100. Um, and that's has a lot to do with the O-line just looking significantly better. I don't know what they did in, in the bye week or what was said or what they changed. I mean, they can't change that much in, in two weeks. Saturday, listen to our podcast. Yeah, or he's been listening to all the fans be pissed at him. But they just they just looked – they looked dominant. They looked like they were – I mean, they were completing blocks. They were – Taking take him to the ground. Um, we ran a lot of heavy sets. We would put Trey Jones in there, uh, big number 44, who's an offensive lineman. Um, he's he's a young guy who came to camp when he was getting recruited or whatever, came to camp and run a ran a four six nine forty as an offensive guard. Um, so now we line him up at fullback a little bit. And you know, we were just getting a huge push at the line, which helped. You know, the new quarterback, Jason Brown, come in and just just handle the offense. You know, when your run game's going well, it makes your quarterback look better. Not to say he didn't he didn't play well 14 for 24, 175 yards and two touchdowns, but he did he just he didn't have to do too much. You know, he made plays when when plays were there to be made, but he didn't have to force anything. Um, you know, he showed he and Florida's show, Florida's defense, they'll they'll give it to you if you'll take it. Yeah, that's what exactly. he did though. Exactly. Yeah, he he took he took his I was, shots I was, when he needed to take his shots. Right. Just based on how you described him, I kind of expected him to just be out there like pressure in my face, just sling it somewhere. Well, that's kind but of it was what, like that. That's kind of what all the reports were were about him. That's why he was so low on the depth chart because you know he he has a good arm and and he can you know he can make good throws, but he also will force things um, and and create turnover. Uh, you know, turn the ball over, whatever. But he didn't do that. Right. And he showed a really good ability to, you know, feel pressure and, and move around in the pocket. You know, you think back to that, um, the play deep to Josh Van where he rolled out kind of, you know, the Bo Nick special where you kind of roll your shoulder around the around the defender or whatever. 
and he heaved that ball. I think it was about 61, 62 yards in the air to Josh Van. Um, you know, just a beautiful play. Um, but yeah, Josh Van is back healthy again. He's that he, dude. Seven receptions, 111 yards, and one wide open touchdown. I don't know if y'all seen yeah, the game. Shout out to the video team for that. Yeah, one. yeah, they made a whole video about how wide open he was, but, um, but yeah, and he I mean, was. Oh my God, he was. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, how much more I can say about about That's the, the play that got Todd Grantham fired. They, uh, yeah, that was insane. That's the one. But the offense went crazy, dude. I mean, kudos to uh, to um, Marcus Satterfield and Greg, Greg Greg Atkins, the offensive line coach, for you know Oop. making making adjustments in the bye week and and bringing out what looked like a whole new team. Um, you know, defensively we played really well. We stacked the box to stop the run. Um, and they came out and threw it 11 straight times. I don't know if that was because we stacked the box or because Mullen didn't have any respect and just wanted to kind of, you know, have a bunch of explosive plays. But they beat us over the top a few times early. Um, and then after that, I mean, we kind of we kind of handled them on defense. Um, you know, the Jabari Ellis scoop and score before the half, the Cam Smith interception when it was already kind of out of hand. Um I mean, the defense just went out there they and they did what they needed to do. J.J. Nabari is a beast. I feel like I should mention that every podcast. Um, He's a I beast. Think, I think a big thing is we only had one penalty this game. We've averaged seven and a half penalties for an average of 62 yards over the first eight games, and we only had one penalty for five yards in this game. Um, just a much cleaner game. Um, yeah, I don't know if – I don't know if that's – the norm now i don't know if we can keep that going um <laughs> that's the key yeah i don't know if the offense is going to look that good or if the run game is going to do that same thing but it was great to to beat the hell out of florida um and, and get a couple of their coaches fired so uh props to all the coaches for the having the best bye week adjustments i've maybe ever seen for an offensive staff um <laughs> but yeah roll on baby I mean, shit, y'all were there. What do you think? It was hype. It was weird. I mean, y'all dogged them. There was, it was never <laughs> – I guess it was close for the first 20 minutes or so, but, I mean, you put 30 on them at halftime. Yeah. Like – You were all screaming at the TV. Yeah. I mean, Florida – and the thing is, is that Florida Florida quit, and y'all oh, yeah. broke, y'all broke it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like – they were you, you realize at halftime, they came out and they were done. Yeah. They were probably done before that, but especially after that. Yeah, I think that scoop and score was just kind of the nail, and they were just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they came out after half, and they are like, all right, whatever, just just in this game. Yeah, they were like, I want to do a running clock or something. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. What else What else happened in week 10? Uh, notable. I mean, family looked like shit. Yeah. Um, LSU was down, what, four or five starters on defense. And uh, if LSU had a quarterback that was worth a damn, they would have beat them. They went, yeah, they yeah, won that game. They had, um, I saw something where they had the ball four different times when they yeah, were down well, they by, take the lead. Yeah, when they were down by six. And they couldn't yeah. get any points yeah. all those four times. 
Yeah. So bad. So bad. But yeah, I mean that's it. Everybody's pissed off at the at the playoff rankings, even though they mean absolutely nothing. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but it's weird that they ranked Oregon above Ohio's. Wait, no, no, no. It was so Yeah, you're Mich- right. Ohio State above Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because Oregon beat them. And then they and also then have Michigan, Michigan over Michigan over State. Over Michigan State yeah. after Michigan State beat them. It's like, what does it matter when teams play head to head now? Like yeah. I mean it's basically they're it's almost like they're saying, well, I don't even I don't even know the a good way to put it, but basically they're they're saying losses are what matter. Like you can beat a bunch of good teams, but whoever has the best loss is who's gonna get the de facto vote. If you're yeah. all eleven and one, you know, I mean, if Bama is is that their only one loss, Texas AM they keep winning. If they finish you know, nine and three, they'll end up probably 15. That'll be a pretty good loss, you know. But Michigan State has an ugly one to Purdue. Yeah. And you also have uh, – who's the other one? Stanford. That's two Oregon loss, too. So, it's kind yeah. of like you have good wins, but you also have, like, really pathetic losses. So, yeah. in some ways, I understand yeah. I mean, logic, yeah. But it's it, kind it of like of, if you're not in the top sense, four, it doesn't matter it's anyway. Kinda, it's kind of funny how, how they – I mean, the Big Ten has, has still has a lot of sorting out to do because they're – Still, a lot of teams that play each other, but um, I really, I really feel like the Big Ten is just the ACC, but they're hyped up more. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's like one of those things where everybody cannibalizes each other, mm-hmm. but they have, they have more relevant teams. Like now, yeah. the Florida State's not very good. The ACC doesn't have that. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech used to be pretty good, like fairly consistently. And then you've also had years where. Obviously, like this year, like Wake's doing pretty well. I mean, Miami, like you have teams in the ACC that should be good, and they're all just like the same. So they just beat the hell out of each other constantly. And the Big Ten's the same way. You have all yeah. these mediocre ass teams, and you have a couple like bigger ones that put good games together. Yeah. yeah. But, I only think, I mean, shoot, Oklahoma can still lose as well. Who else? You know what's going to happen in the Big 12. They play, yeah. they play Oklahoma State, obviously, who's, yeah. what, like 11 or 12 right now? Are they top 10? I have no idea. But anyways. They rank somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't really matter what the rankings are right now. Um, but, yeah, that was week 10. Yeah, that's the whole point. Of the college football season. So, thank you for listening. Peace.